0: Okay, hey you guys, um, welcome back. Um, last, the first one I told you guys that uh, I would have friends on this podcast, and I have my first friend on here today. So everyone, meet Hayden Hall.
1: Let's go. <laughs>
0: that sounded so dumb. Um, Hayden, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Oh uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> um, I've been at Holland's ever since the third grade. Um, so I've gotten to see kind of the Tuscaloosa campus, where it's come from, you know, there's a ton of people that go here now, but when I went, it was just me, my sister, my stepbrother, and Alton's kids, so we didn't even have enough to complete a four-square game, but, <laughs> so it was just the three of us back there, but um, you know, it's been awesome getting to see the church move, and uh, I haven't really, like, you know, I I was involved when I was a kid, but I couldn't drive and serve <laughs> one and attend one, so I quit serving, and um uh, uh, didn't start back serving until senior year, and that's uh, or tried to, and then COVID happened, and mm-hmm. so uh, second semester of college, uh, did 252. That's where I met Addie Grace.
0: Is that that was last spring? Yeah, this this past year spring, ago. and
1: so I don't know, it's a year ago. That's crazy, yeah. but uh, it seems like forever ago, but it was only a year ago, and uh, it kind of went completely all in since last spring, and gotten to see Addie Grace do the same thing, and we've uh, We've seen each other grow, and it's been awesome. Now we just serve alongside each other, and I'm so honored to be on her podcast. I feel like I'm oh, that's like, sweet. Yeah, I feel like I'm a famous person's podcast or something. Definitely
0: know. not famous.
1: Uh, one day.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um. So, really, I like when people started asking me about being on the podcast. I was like, I mean, sure. I don't. That'd be fun. But what do you want to talk about? Like, is there something specific you want to talk about? And you actually were the first person to come to me with like topics yeah. and I was like okay like sure let's do this yeah. and I thought it was funny because a lot of the topics you had sent me were topics that I had already written down to and when I was like okay like he has all these great ideas I have all these ideas but which one like does God really like want us to like speak on or like which one like will God speak through most and I think the christian culture and culture christianity whichever way you want to phrase it it was a big one and like just understanding like the way that we live every day especially since we live here in tuscaloosa you know we have the university of alabama biggest party school in the south Uh, everyone knows us for that greek life is huge and um i was a part of greek life and i i think alabama has such a huge testimony in itself i think every person on campus has a heart of gold um, and every person has a story and I think we get so caught up in like wanting to bring more and more numbers in but mm. I think it's the quantity or qual- quality of a quantity yes. and right now with one it's been really cool to watch you grow in and that and like going with all these schools and like doing outreach and it's been really cool just to see like God bring so many college students in in such a lost town and a lost city and I think that's what you see in a lot of college campuses across the world um, is that so that being said I want to talk about culture Christianity and the college world what it looks like to live every day
1: um, and just, lo- like, I love what you like where you brought in Alabama there because I hadn't even thought about that uh, you know Addie Grace told me that uh she liked this idea of culture Christianity and, and my mind went to a completely different place on it so uh you know I love the fact that we're bringing Alabama into it mm-hmm. because as Christians you, you can't serve two masters and I feel like that's where um a lot of the trouble lies with the Greek life and the partying that you were talking about is um you can't have both mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of students don't want to choose one over the other they think yeah. you know when they choose Christianity they're sacrificing. Uh, fun yeah fun and it's i'm so much fun and I, i'm a christian uh yeah. i don't live a boring life by any means but uh you yeah. can't serve two masters and you can't go out and you can't go in the bars and and party and stuff and yeah. that's where the culture of christianity comes from is the people who do serve two masters where yeah. it's not a real relationship with god and they're also you know coming to church on a sunday and then the you know, two nights later after a date party, getting blackout drunk <laughs> yeah. and going to the bars and, and, and you see them and they're like, you know, how was, I was one two days ago? And, and they're like, they can't even form a sentence. They're like, yeah, it's, it was great. It was awesome. And, and, you know, and it, just so many people go to check a box off and, yeah. and to make themselves feel better. And, and and it's just not what a real relationship looks like
0: yeah and i think i think what's important to say there is like in no way shape or form are either of us judging Oh no, because i have been in that lifestyle i know all of it i've been through it 100%. and i think what's so cool about that is like we do get the opportunity to go to such a broken school and like reach And because it's all like even if we get one person to hear the gospel and that's one salvation, that's one more in heaven. And I think that's just such an exciting thing to do. But I do think that we live in such a right or left world that you're either right or you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it comes in. Okay, well, are you going to believe in God or are you not going to believe in God? Yeah. Are you going to have the if-then conversation? Or the, well, if this happens, then I'll go to church. Or if God shows me a sign, then I'll go to church. Well, who are we to ask for that yeah. before we're not even trusting him in anything else? Um, And I think, I don't know, I think it's just a beautiful testimony. And especially last semester when I first started coming back to like serving, and after being gone for summer, I kept hearing the word prison on repeat. And like, like Alabama shouldn't feel like you come here and then you're just stuck where you are. Like you can change your friend group tomorrow if yeah, you needed
1: to. Seriously. Um, I want to go back to the to the judgmental part of it. Uh, we're definitely not judging because I feel like uh, something that you know most Christians have gone through is walking in their season or, you know, whether it's two weeks or 10 months of being a part of the, you know, new culture of Christianity, because we have to figure it out. It's, a, it's like a continuous process where we're learning not to, you know, serve two masters and to... Um, you know, go all in with God and what that means. And um, so we've definitely had our, you know, fair share of, at least I have, uh, you know, even in the spring when I was doing the 252, like my parents were already divorced. Both of them got remarried and they both got another divorce again in February. And so my friend who was, you know, repetitively asking me to go to the bar, you know, finally got a yes. Mm. And it was you know not because I'm a bad person it's because we're we're perfectly we're imperfect yeah, yeah. We're, we we're not Jesus and yeah um so he got a yes and uh <laughs> you're you know, gonna tell the story it, I mean yeah and so I went and um you learn quick that I mean it just doesn't feel right being a part of that and um it just doesn't feel genuine and you know, well, you, feel, like,
0: misplaced yeah, cause you feel misplaced because then once you start going back and you know what this real relationship with God looks like, you go and you're like, oh, this kind of feels like yeah, uncomfy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, I seriously, like, I, I, I think I told somebody or two people maybe in Rhythm and Bruce that I wanted to be a pastor. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, how does that make me look? How does it make me sound? And I realized that... Like, <laughs> Dude, you gotta be careful. (laughs) Gotta get it together. (laughs) You know, who's who's gonna wanna go to that church?
0: Well, I actually love that you said that because I feel like people especially people that wanna go into full time ministry, are like, Oh, well I have too scary of a past to go into ministry. Like I have I've messed up too much. When in reality, like God calls the ones who are most unprepared, basically. Because he prepares them. Yeah. Literally.
1: That's exactly And Man killed Christians.
0: It, I know. Well, you can
1: be a, you know, a, a disciple. I can.
0: I, well, and that's actually when I was reading Philemon this morning, uh, it was really interesting. It was like um, talking about how it's just like he's going to repay everything, but like we don't owe anyone anything. We just owe God ourselves, mm. And like we don't have to go up to anyone. Like, of course, you should probably apologize to someone if you've done them wrong. Like, yeah. you should repent and like i mean yes apologize if you've done wrong but also like the only person like you really have to fall to your knees and like at the feet of the cross and at the feet of jesus is like that's who all we have to do
1: and and that's the only person whose judgment matters yeah
0: and like and i think that's so i love that you talked about like going to bars and especially being a part of something like when you're a part of 252 and you messed up and like I messed up and I think that's so important too because you get into this moment of like trust with leaders and I think where I love how our leaders have led us is they give us a moment of like okay like you're of age like you're an adult and
1: (laughs) Well, well Grace is of age. I, I am I, I'm twenty years old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you, anyways, you're eighteen years old. You're an adult, and in a sense, yeah, by number, yeah, by number. Um, so you're 18. you're able to make these decisions, think about these decisions. But it's like, if we're going out and we're partying all the time, and you don't feel that ickiness or uncomfiness yeah. that's when you know you're not really devoting your time and your love to the Lord, right? Because then you're like, oh wait, like. I feel okay doing all this yeah. and that's when you know like you're you're in trouble like yeah. this is not and I think where I love how Maggie and Joe led us is like and especially with PC talking about it today you have to move you have to yeah. go in order to learn like I love how what's the quote it's like um you live and you learn well I like I like to say instead of you live and you learn you learn while you're living yeah because no, seriously. you you have to take a step in a direction and under and. In order to grow, because you're never—I mean, if you're sitting at home doing nothing, you're—I mean, you're never going to go anywhere. Yeah. Like you're not going to learn anything.
1: Yeah, and and he's always there waiting, but you have to take the first step. Right. You know, if he, if he took the first step for you, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be faith. Right. You know, it would be, you know, like him actively doing it for mm-hmm. us. And I'm I'm lucky because I grew up in the church. Yeah, you know, I've always had conviction. Whether you know, I'm taking an extra popsicle at. Mm-hmm. Recess or you know, going to rhythm, uh, while I'm in 252, and so, um, you know, I by the way, I, di- I didn't go but like once, so <laughs> I didn't want the podcast to think that You're I'm, just, yourself. I'm in this, you know, church double internship, lifestyle. yeah, double lifestyle and going out and riding the bull uh, <laughs> at rhythm uh, but now i've always felt conviction which makes me feel really bad for the people who have never heard the gospel mm-hmm. and who come to alabama and they weren't they didn't grow up in a christian household right and they don't know what conviction is and they, and they feel icky that's my alarm to wake up <laughs> if i miss prayer <laughs> but but um <laughs> and, and and they feel icky but they don't know why, because they don't know what the Holy Spirit is. Yeah. They don't know what conviction is and, and and I do and and you do and yeah. we're blessed because of that. But the people who don't, they, they need to hear God, they need to yeah. be shared and then you know, they need to know that if they do feel icky that it is the Holy Spirit convicting them. Yeah. And and they have to do something about it, which is take that first step and yeah. and, and give their life to God.
0: Well, I think that's where we come in like into play is like where Jesus like and God like really uses us is those times of, like, where if we are out in those situations where, like, we have a choice. We can either act the w- the way that the world is acting or we yeah. can act the way that God needs us to act in that
1: moment. Everybody's think, influenced. No? Yeah. It's whether we're being the influencers or we're being influenced. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I think it's so important because you can, I think with our society and, like, especially our generation, we look back at COVID and not look back at it geez it's happening all around yeah, us again still. Um, and it's it's one of those conversations where we're having to look at it and go okay every single person in the world lost two years of their life like we were sitting at home or we have been in quarantine or we have been online school or we have been with the same group of people for two years now
1: yeah
0: and and I think our culture and our generation, Is so wishy washy and flaky with things because we don't know what tomorrow holds, Mm -hmm. so we get so caught up in like the moment, like, Well, if I want to live, I'm gonna do it this way because we're not promised tomorrow. Yeah, come on. And when in reality, where it's like, No, like, we, me, and you, and everyone in the church, and those who know the gospel, should be loving people and should be fully devoting our lives to like just going and being a part of it so we can push them to God. Because I was watching a TV show yesterday and they were, it was like, what was it? It was Gossip Girl. It was like the old Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah. And in one of the episodes, if you guys watch Gossip Girl, you're going to know the exact episode I'm talking about. The main characters are like throwing a party and then to like ruin the party, someone comes up and goes, well, the Christians are here. And they come in and start. Throwing tambourines around and dancing and saying, "Don't you know who Jesus is? Don't you know?" No, like that's not what Christianity looks no, like. Not like, at all. <laughs> and I think, I think the world gives such like a bad representation of like what Christianity looks like because I think people expect things and they come in like, "Oh, these people are going to be absolutely insane or crazy." Like, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. When in reality, like everyone in the world just wants to be loved and supported, and until we find out that that's that's God that does that. I think we're continuously searching for things on earth instead of seeking him. But once we learn how to seek him, it becomes a different game. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, like, how many more people can I get to like realize how much I do love like Christ? Like mm-hmm. I do love what he's done with me. I'm not saying it's easy, and nowhere in scripture does it say it's going to be easy. Um, if anything, it actually tells us that we're going to go through trials and tribulations. Yeah. and um, I think that's such a beautiful thing that we have to go through hard things. And I was talking... To someone the other day about how when we move into the uncomfiness is where we find our biggest blessings because when we're stagnant and complacent we can't move and it's going back to the conversation of like we've been stuck for two years in the same room or same thing doing the same thing it's become a you're just repeating yourself every day yeah and you get up you go to class or you get up and you go work out then go to class or you get up and you go to work or you get up and you take care of your kids it's you know what your schedule is and people are making church a part of their schedule, which is incredible. I'm glad people are coming to the church and being here. But I think that's where we get so lost is the, in those two years, we've had a huge increase and decrease in the church, if that makes yeah. any sense.
1: Well, I, I heard this in a podcast the other day uh, from Rick Warren, but more people than ever mm-hmm. are, in, are in church right now. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes sense. You know, they're growing. We have all these mega churches and mm-hmm. and like the Bible's being translated in in more versions than ever, but with more people in church than ever before in history, we've also got so many people that just don't don't have a like a genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. I like to call it pocket Christian. It's like they keep it in their back <laughs> pocket, right? Yeah. You know they love Jesus and they go to church on Sunday to, to check that box, but you know they don't they don't really seek the Lord until. You know, they need to pull it out of their back pocket. Like when a family member dies, like yeah. no, nobody prays and seeks God, like, you know, when they're when they're suffering, when they need something. Mm-hmm. You know, how selfish is that? How, how bad? Just, you know, I mean, just think back and like all the prayers where you've sought God so much harder just because we need something. Yeah. Why can't we do that on a regular Tuesday or just when we wake up and, you know, want to? And I, I just feel so convicted about that sometimes about how, you know. I mean, nursing school this past semester. Like I, toward the end, I wasn't really trying, and then at the end of it, I was like, "Homie, like you're about to you're about to have to repeat or just give it up." <laughs> and um, I started I started praying like a a a lot more powerful prayers and a lot more you know fervently just because I needed something I needed to yeah. pass, and then I and then I just realized like. Dude, like you gotta do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it can't just be when you need something. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be because you need to pass nursing school. And, yeah. And through putting him at the center, you know, it, it helped me everywhere else. I put God yeah. at the center, and it helped me with my studies, and it helped me with social life, and and having to get sleep, and and then with my grades. And He provided, but what the the game changer for me was my prayers that were, God, if You help me with this, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they changed to. God, you can help me with this, or you don't have to. Yeah. Either way, it's a win because yeah. I serve you. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's more of you, and less then. of me. And yeah, yeah. And It's
0: that if and then that'll get
1: you. Um. So let's get into pocket Christianity, like what it looks like. You know, like, wh- like, where's your heart on that? You know, <laughs> I like,
0: guess we're twenty minutes into this now. Yeah. So we should get yeah, to I the guess topic. we should
1: get to the <laughs> get to the why you why you wanted me to get on this thing. <laughs>
0: um. Well, I guess. Like, culture, Christianity, we kind of, like, have been talking about it and already, but, like, seriously, I see the Christianity and I see, I've had a lot of parents come up to me because I lead a seventh grade girls small group and I love my seventh grade girls because I think middle school is such an age where you realize, like, you kind of start getting a foundation of who you are and if you, I don't want to say go the wrong way, but if you go a way that you don't know where you're going then it gets really confusing and i think a lot of the culture has a lot of impact on that and i think they start falling in love with themselves and with their phones and with snapchat and instagram and tiktok and all the socials that have such a bad rep against them but i think instead of teaching kids to fall in love with jesus has put on the earth i think we need to learn to like fall in love with jesus wow. and i think that's where culture is like twisting things now because we're like we're supposed to love the things here on earth when in reality all this is going to be gone one day and I think what's been really cool is watching my girls grow and like seeing them become such young Christians and they just want to go after God and they bring me issues that they're going on with school there was some kind of trend going on on TikTok (laughs) that they were talking about that their friends took part in and I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. <laughs> but they were talking about how they were taking, like, full toilet paper rolls out of the bathrooms at schools. And how that was, like, a trend.
1: And I was like... And, like, selling them? Yes. I was like, why, why do you need school toilet paper? <laughs> yeah, devious lick like, from the school. I was school.
0: like, what? I, I was genuinely... Commu- oh, and they were taking, like... And I can't say anything about this one because when you're in high school, you know, I guess the cool thing oh, to do it's is take cones.
1: Yeah. Like, the... Well, I, uh, you know, transparently, I take traffic cones now. <laughs> okay. oh. Well,
0: I did that in high school, but they're doing it in middle school huh. now, Well, too. I guess
1: I'm still <laughs> immature at heart, but me and Chandler on the way home from Utah when uh, we went skiing, we, we took a cone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for legal reasons, that's a joke, and we returned it, um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one of the big barrel cones in my garage right now. Either. Oh,
0: bless. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, I think I think we're I think. Oh, I keep saying I think.
1: Oh, I do think. It's okay. It's a genuine um, podcast. We don't we don't <laughs> cut anything out of this.
0: Oh um, man. I forgot what I was gonna say now. Dang it. Anyways, well, well you talk now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, something that I think is cool is you brought that up about your your seventh grade girls and that you're blessed to lead them, and and you think that that's an area where they're super influenced. Well, Joe asked me to pray a lot this summer about where I wanted to lead this fall, Mm -hmm. and uh, I told myself that I would never, never lead middle school. I'm scared of middle schoolers. Really, me too. So to <laughs> they're the, they're so hard to talk to. I know. You know I would rather talk to a, a room a brick of, of two hundred college students yes. so that gum. Phil Brian's <laughs> up. But but give me give me ten middle schoolers and I will freeze up and I and know. feel like a dweeb because they I think I'm cool and they make me feel worthless. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I prayed a lot about where Joe uh, like where I where I could serve and and, and I, I ended up getting. Um, eighth grade Mm. which is middle school and ninth grade high school because I think that is the most influenced time for for guys Mm. and um, I think that's cool like you you know you said seventh grade for girls and you know girls obviously mature a little bit quicker a lot quicker than guys (laughs) and so but I think that eighth grade going into ninth grade is a crucial year for for boys and so that's where I wanted to serve and so I told Joe that and um, this past semester and For the next four years Mm -hmm. I've committed to this group of uh, it's a few eighth graders Mm -hmm. and a a bunch of ninth graders Mm -hmm. at ACA, Sipsi Valley, and Hillcrest and Mm -hmm. I've committed the next four years to them so when they graduate and go into college hopefully you know I'll have a place in college ministry then and be older and more mature and but I think it's so crucial that you that you get to kids then because it's such an influential time yeah you know you're going from middle school where you know you are the you are the top dog you are the eighth grader you are the influencer and then you're going into such a vast world especially at hillcrest where you're living hillcrest middle school and you don't know what it's like then you go into a 6a you know thousands of kids <laughs> high school where you you are a minnow a bun in amongst a bunch of sharks and you are the influence and like you're being influenced and by other people and so if you don't have a firm foundation you know just like When you walk from senior year into, you know, a big college like Alabama, you're being influenced by what's around you. And so if you don't have a firm foundation going into it, you know, you're more likely to go to the bars. You're more likely to drink because that's what everybody else is doing around you. It's easier to follow the crowd than to follow, you know, the road that's not traveled as much and the narrow path and come to church and serve. Um, But the guys that that I'm serving and I'm so passionate about it, something that God's put on my heart a lot this season is... Like leadership in God's and like what it means to like lead the household. Yeah. And so, when you know you were looking on my podcast topics that I have on my phone, because um, so I wanted to start a podcast during COVID, but um, never did. So thanks for having me on. This is a dream come true. A check on the bucket list. Anytime, man. <laughs> Anytime, man. But uh I, and this is where I put culture Christianity on mind and where my mom went when you asked me to talk about it is like how guys like you know what leadership looks like yeah. to them versus what it actually is yeah and so coming into church and you know I think it's a generational curse of guys what like sons watching their dads doing it growing up to be dads and their sons watching them do it which is just coming into church and sitting there and looking hard and like they are the leader and they're in control yeah. and they're not singing and they stand there like a brick during worship. Yeah. And they sit down, and they watch the message, and they leave. And then they go home, and they think they're leading their household well, and they're not. Mm, and good. and they're not being, you know, like the Christian dad, the the, the God-filled, spirit-led dad uh, that households need. And so I think it's a generational curse that's been passed down where, you know, guys, they think, you know, being a leader of the household and being this hard, you know, bold you know, like, I mean, I feel like that's what, seriously, that's yeah. what guys won't, you know, think it looks like to be a leader in the household is just like somebody who doesn't show emotion and looks hard and, and, and doesn't, you know, they, they, you know, they're not even telling their family what to do. They're being walked over by their kids and stuff yeah. because they're not being a leader. And, and uh, what it looks like to be a leader is to have a fervent heart and worship like that and worship like David did and, and, you know, to be a leader and to be vulnerable with their family. And, you know, it's okay to cry if you're a man. But I feel like, yeah. you know, a lot of people say that that's not the case. Yeah. It's just been passed down and passed down well, and the world this culture. Well, the world
0: holds men to such a higher standard. Like, the world expects men to, like, be able to handle everything. To yeah. be able to put everything on your shoulders and take it. And take it with a grain of salt. Because mm-hmm. nothing, I think... People take things too personally. I take things too personally. And mm-hmm. um, but I think what the world has done is constructed this view of men that's unrealistic. And it's yeah. like, no, like everyone has emotions and I think ev- I, and I think this goes for everyone, especially in the last two years, we're just told to shove down our feelings. Like unless it like actually pertains to like life or death, yeah. then it doesn't really matter. Really? And yeah, I think seriously. that's what especially what men have gone through. Um, and I, I can't really say it because I'm not a man. I don't understand that. I know where women stand and where girls stand. Yeah. But I think that's so interesting. that like.
1: Well, I, I think even the role with women has been changed so much. I mean, you know, it says in the Bible to submit. And when girls look at that, you know, that submitting is they run. not with that. But then also like submitting is not letting the guy walk all over you. Right. I mean, it's, it's like you're a leader in the household, too. And and in any relationship, I mean, it's two ways, 50-50. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I can't tell you from a guy's perspective, you know, for a girl, but I know it doesn't look like being walked over because, I mean, yeah. you guys, like, have so much power and so much <laughs> leader and so much credibility, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, well,
0: I think, it, yeah, and I... Well, and it's really interesting, especially over the last two years, and I keep talking about the last two years, cause it was just two very fundamental years for every single person in life. I used to say it was just two fundamental years for our generation, because, you know, those are the ages where people were, are discovering who they are, and really, like, you're going to college, and or going into life, if people don't go to college, they're figuring out what they're doing with their life, mm-hmm. and that's where we really try to figure out our identity, and we're like, well... We're either getting married or we're gonna have kids and you find or you find your person and you realize you're gonna love them for the rest of your life and then we've kind of gotten to this point of oh crap, like that's not actually what I wanted. That's not yeah, that's not what I need in my life anymore. I just saw what it did for two years, what it looked like being with you, but in reality, like if I don't start living now, then when am I ever gonna live? Right. And the women I think and I can't I, I can't speak about being in relationships because i am in a single season of singleness but i think where women are learning to kind of take a step back is where we put so many expectations on relationships whether it be friendship or um more than just a friendship and i think we've put expectations on like well i want a man that does this this and this yeah Well, we can't say, I want that. We can, but if we're saying it out loud, are we saying it to God too? Because God already knows what he has for us and we can want whatever we want. But in reality, God has someone so perfectly already laid out for us. And what I'm learning too is we have, women have to learn how to be a wife before we get into a relationship. And I think that's where Christian culture, I mean, dating is a whole nother rabbit hole, but I think Christian culture has twisted it because... Being a Christian, oh, two months in, we're ma- getting married. We found the <laughs> one, put a ring on it. And, and I'm not saying anything against people who have done that because if that's what God's called you to do, that's what God's called you to do. And that's such a beautiful thing. But I think Christians are rushing into it because we're seeing such yeah. a decline in the world for our love of Jesus that we feel like we need the love of a relationship to find the love of Jesus. Yeah. And when in reality, until a woman... I, I don't. You can agree, either agree or disagree. I don't know what it's like for men, but like as women and girls, we're tr- we have to learn how to become a wife before we can even enter in a relationship. Come because on. if we're just dating to date, then sure, it's it is what it is. But we have to learn how to date as a wife. Like we have to learn to date as if we intend to marry. Yeah. And well, like, what's the point?
1: Dating to date, you right? Know? Like you, right. Are you dating for heartbreak?
0: Before yeah. Are you dating to break up? And that sucks. Yeah. Like that sucks and I think I don't know it's just such a it's a hard conversation to have because everyone has such a different viewpoint from yeah. it and everyone has gone through something that has either made them put up a wall or they just have given up
1: yeah
0: and it's it, it's scary to think about like is like for instance for me right now I'll, like basically all of my close friends are engaged. And I'm the last one standing. And I don't even have anyone that I'm interested in. And it's like... And that's okay. okay. Oh, well, yeah. absolutely. But at first I was like, well, shoot. Like, <laughs> where yeah. did I go wrong? Where <laughs> did I go wrong? Yeah. Well, I need to get a guy like, now. What did, what did I mess up in? Where, Like, what is wrong with me? And then that's when I realized like, that I had a whole wrong viewpoint of it. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. no. Like, God has someone so perfectly planned for me. And it's in his timing that he does that. And I literally have it open right now. But, like, in Ephesians, it talks about how everything in god's time is so perfect because we have to go through things that we don't realize we're going to go through until we're going through
1: it yeah and and those things are lessons like the little failures along the way the relationships that don't work out it's all character (laughs) development for the one person (laughs) that we've got like sitting there waiting on us like yeah so but i love what you said about the the expectations that that people have with relationships um (laughs) our youth leader joe and uh uh me we had a conversation the other day and uh he was talking about it cuz I asked him for a lot of advice uh having come out of a relationship that just like wasn't awesome and uh, you know was uh, so many like lessons were learned through it and like yeah parts of it were amazing but I mean the whole thing was just a lesson hmm. and so having you know I had a relationship that didn't work out and you know that ended poorly i wanted my next one to to not be anything like that <laughs> and just be like all right god like i'm, I'm i want to do everything right so that you know if i am going to be in a relationship and so i took the this this entire semester to do the same thing just be single because yeah. Well, for one, people need to learn how to be single nowadays. Yeah. A lot of people don't. You go they, from one t- person to another because yeah, they're but, scared to be alone. Well, yeah, and they find their identity in, in, whoever in relationships. yeah. And if they're not in a relationship, then they don't have identity. Yeah. And that's where they have to find identity in God uh, and learn how to be single before they can you know, have it in anybody else. Yeah. Because when you get into your relationship, they're not your identity. Yeah. And if they are, then it's going to end in failure. Yeah. And you're going to be heartbroken every time. Yeah, um, So I have to learn to be single. And uh, I had to, you know, I had to, I had to sit back and really evaluate myself and say, okay, I did this wrong because, you know, it'd be easy for me to blame everything on her, but that's not, it's a two-way street always. Yeah, yeah. And so I learned so much. I did so much wrong. I wasn't intentional about things. And, and so I sat down with Joe and I was like, hey, this next one I'm going to do right. You know, what, you know, what do I need to do? What, how was it for you and Maggie? And one of the things that, we talked about was you know in the Bible there was no dating. Yeah, it, it was it was right. bro, it was brother sister man and wife. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and uh, I feel like a lot of people date for that title now, or they they rush to the boyfriend girlfriend thing so quickly. Yeah. and jump from relationship to relationship because they seek that title. because yeah. you know along with that title it comes from, you know, let's say I'm talking to this girl right, and when you know along with that title because you want them to, you know ask you you know hey should I wear this dress or what color should I paint my nails or (laughs) you know can I go here can I wear this can Mm, I do this can I do that and as a guy you know I feel like the the lie or like the lie is okay when I get that title of boyfriend girlfriend you know that in that title invites me to to control that Mm -hmm. you know uh, you know, once we are boyfriend and girlfriend, I can tell her she can't go here. I yeah. I can tell her that she can't wear this. And, and, and I expect her, the expectation, yeah. I expect her to do this. And it's the same thing yeah. for girls. I feel like a lot of girls, you know, they, like, from the guys, they're expecting, yeah. you know, okay, when we get the title of boyfriend and girlfriend, I expect yeah. a nice date out. Oh, I for sure. This I definitely expect things. Yeah. And
0: it's like, that's where I'm put my place. Like, no, you, you have... I, I don't want to I I use the word expectations very lightly because you should have high standards, but your standards should not be your expectations. Ooh,
1: that's good. And
0: that was kind of good. Come on. I'm like, that's. Yeah. But like seriously, like your standards can't be your expectations because, like, ultimately we're called to guard our heart, but our heart will like yearn for that person. Yeah. And and I think also I mean genuinely, relationships. That's who what we were created for was relationships whether it be friendships or more than friendships like that's what we were created for that's why women want to be with someone that's why men want to be with someone but it's the controlling and the expectations that have come with the world i mean that's why the church split in the first place because people wanted to do it their own way yeah people want to do relationships their own way they'll pray about someone they'll pray about the relationship beforehand they're like oh god should i ask this girl or should i approach this guy yeah and when then it's done once you're together then it's done and you stop praying and that's where it's getting muddy water because then you're not in this relationship when in reality these two people should be worshiping God and they just kind of come together to merge together yeah. into this relationship to pursue God well, not to each other.
1: Yeah, well that's where Christ- the culture of Christianity in relationships comes into play is yeah. you know you're 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 dating. You're mm-hmm. not married. Mm-hmm. And and the stuff that comes with dating, you know, is not the same stuff that is with marriage. And right. So, you know, you you can't be in church and and living this life and you know and also like I'm guilty of this, like like you know not oh, I'm trying to put this in a good way. So you can't be in church and serving and stuff and looking down on the people that are going out and drinking in the bars, mm-hmm. which is sin, mm-hmm. you know, and then coming to one and coming to the college ministries, you, you can't, well, we can't judge them anyways, yeah. but you can't say, oh, that's so wrong. But then you, you're in a relationship and you're, you're acting on sexual immorality mm. every Friday night. And then you're in church on Sunday, but you're looking down on the people who are, who are in the bars. but. Sin. It's, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. You know, sin is sin. Yeah. And so you you know that that's culture of Christianity also yeah. going to church every Sunday and serving your heart out and being in every small group and doing all this yep. stuff. But then when you and your girlfriend hang out on a Friday night, y'all you are know, having sex and you know outside of marriage. Yeah. Um. My favorite thing is, is my favorite Joe quote. But uh, <laughs> sex is like a shark cage. You know, a shark cage on land is prison. And, you know, which, like, sex outside of marriage is prison. Yeah. It's confinement. You're attaching yourself to people over and over True, again, which yeah. we see so much, you know, like uh, in the bar scene, in the party scene in yeah. Alabama. But then sex, you know, inside of marriage is like a shark cage in water. Yeah. It's freedom. It's protection yeah. from the sharks. And, and you get to see all this stuff, and it's just amazing. And God created it. You know, sex For isn't a, a bad thing. Like, yeah. And that's another thing that, you know, Christians, like, look down on that like they think that it's wrong yeah but that's not the viewpoint it's it's just just wrong outside of marriage right and
0: it's such a beautiful thing that god has created but the world is taking it and distorting it and putting it in its own situation
1: right like they're taking
0: it and saying oh no i want to do it this way so this is what we're going to do but then we're going to go and read scripture
1: together tomorrow which leads to so many other things in christianity (laughs) it's like yeah you know people which it, it all you know, brings down to the selfish desire yeah. to not. You know, you can't serve two masters, and people know that. So people take the word and they conform it to the things that they they want. Yeah. You know, and so you see, you know that in the modern day church with, there's only one many for the word, and and it's what it's God's intended purpose for us mm-hmm. to live it, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah,
0: oh that's no. good. Sorry for the rain. Um, that. No, that's rain. I mean, that's what this is for. That's I love this. This is. I this is what I intended for this to be I, like I just want it to be a conversation of like life and because no one is perfect I'm not perfect no, you're I'm not, not perfect, perfect. Far from um, all my friends are not perfect um, but you, you learn as you live and yeah. you can't and I think it's so important that we have hard conversations because if we're not having hard conversations then we're running from it yeah and when we're running from it we're not really doing anything with it yeah. and that's when I think as a person you can become stagnant and complacent but situations can also become stagnant and complacent because we're not actively working on that situation we can run from situations and i think i love when people talk about like situationships like relationships that are yeah like we're kind of talking but we're not really talking Mm.
1: yeah
0: it's a situationship yeah like you have this situation on your hands and you're just kind of going with it until either it becomes something or it doesn't and then that's where Girls, at least I know, are getting hurt because then they've expected this, like they've expected a relationship, and it goes back to the expectations things. You can't expect something from someone if you're not praying about it. Like if you're in that situation ship and girl, homegirl, let me just tell you, get out of it. Get out of a situation ship. Like, don't don't put yourself in that situation because then you're just gonna end up in heartbreak. If if you were meant to be with that person go the other way, yeah. pray about it. And they will be in the same room at the same time again.
1: And, and for my guys, <laughs> if you're putting a girl in a situationship, if you haven't been clear with your pursuit and, and what you want from her, <laughs> go do it. Go tell her right now how you feel. If you don't want a relationship, go t- up. yeah, go fess up. If you're just there for the date parties, go tell her right now. You know, if she's your ticket into all the date parties, go tell her right now that, that it's just friends and, and you're just using her for the day parties. But if you like her, dude, don't play around. If well, you're... and I
0: think that comes with girls, too. I think girls... And that... Oh, I, this is, like, a whole thing in itself. But I think girls have grown up knowing that the guy has to make the first move. Yeah. And, like, it's wrong if the girl makes the wrong first move. And, like, if the girl walks up to the guy or the girl asks the guy out. And when I think... In a sense, yes, that could be taken in the wrong way. But also, like what boldness a woman could have if she were to take those steps and I think that comes with the submitting of a relationship where girls kind of run when they see that word where in reality no like we like we have the capabilities of going up to a guy and be like hey I really like you and I just want to be up front with you because if this is going to go nowhere I'd rather know in the up like in the front end instead of the back end in two months when I thought you were pursuing me in reality you just wanted to be friends with me come
1: on yeah and well and girls, uh, listening, like, I want you guys to put yourself in the shoes of a man. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. I can't imagine. It's seriously, like, because I feel like, I mean, we are expected to make the first move. And, you know, I'm a broke college student. And we, we take him on the, the first date, and there's expectations What happened to the to date.
0: What happened yeah. to just, like, pick yeah. and fly? <laughs> That's so free.
1: Theory? You know, pick the flowers. Don't go to don't go know, to, to Amy's florist and buy the flowers. They don't. It doesn't have to be a sixty dollar bouquet. I and mean, then you have to, you know, take her to like this. Like, I don't, there's just so many expectations that yeah. come with the relationship. But yeah, I mean, just put yourself in the guy's shoes. Like we're expected to make the first move and and you know put out these like amazing dates and mm-hmm. um, it's just hard. It's just so hard.
0: Yeah, I, like I I can't imagine being a man and culture right now because there's just so many expectations put on you guys, but I know you guys also can't imagine being women yeah. in the world today. And yeah, for sure. I
1: have so much respect for y'all also, <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> I have so right. much respect for you guys. I just, I, but yeah, boldness, I think is huge for women right now. And I think women are starting to tap into that boldness. Yeah. Now there is a wrong and a right way yeah, to what? step into that boldness. That,
1: that's some. that's a conversation I had the other day actually is, you know, yeah. especially with, you know, Christian women, they they see that they're supposed to be pursued, right? Mm-hmm. So, right so, so they just sit on the couch and wait. Yeah, right. And it's not like that. Uh-huh. It's every relationship is fifty-fifty, and so you know, girls can take that the wrong way and mm-hmm. make themselves so hard to get that they're almost unattainable because they're like, this guy's going to pursue me, and you know, they want that. Uh, they want that redeeming love yeah. story where right? <laughs> <laughs> Hosea is just like, no matter what she does. You know she's being pursued, and um, but sometimes it's not like that. You know, guys see yeah. that and they're like, okay, I, I need to take the hint, yeah, you know, she's not interested yeah. in me. And then the girl sitting back that's being so hard to get, and she, she thinks, goes, What
0: the heck, man, yeah,
1: why, where did he go? <laughs> did he go? Like, what happened? Yeah. Why isn't he pursuing me? Yeah, and um, and it's you know, it's because they put up such a wall, yeah, and 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 you know, girls being pursued isn't putting up a wall, it, it's allowing you know, the guy to, to lead the relationship yeah. and make clear intentions with it. But, you know, if, I, if I'm if i a guy and a girl flirts with me first or makes the first move, like, I'm like, come on. Thanks for making my job easier. I appreciate you.
0: But I think you know? also, like, flirting looks different for everyone. Yeah. And I think that's also where it's kind of funny because – People have told me they've called me a flirt when I'm in reality, a funny, where yeah. I'm just like, no, like, all I just I love being friends with yeah. everyone, and I'm just I am who I am, yeah. and like I just want to have, have fun and be friends
1: with everyone. Right. But people have been like, no, you're flirting with him. I'm like,
0: no, I'm not.
1: Right. Well, it's the same for me, and it's something that I've really had to step back, and <laughs> I I think it all like seriously boils down to is, is, yeah. is intentionality, you know, yeah. and your intent behind it, and so, you know, when I look back at you know old Hayden, and and look back at the person who I would not have called a flirt and people call a flirt because like I in my mind you know I want to be friends with everybody yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm nice to everybody yeah. but, in, in but reality, you have to learn I, boundaries yeah you have to learn boundaries like I can't go up to you know 20 girls at one and tell yep. them their jacket looks nice and expect them not to mm. you know think something yeah. about it right yeah, you know right. In my mind, I'm on them being nice but like you know it's, it's all about what the intent behind it and and how you're doing it and how you're going about yourself yeah. when you say what you do and you know words carry weight yeah you know? words do carry weight and so in every situation when you, when you tell a girl her jacket looks nice and then the next day you tell her her hair looks nice on accident because you don't remember that you <laughs> told her her jacket looks nice the night before she's probably gonna start thinking something yeah i mean who wouldn't that's true that's so true and i think and the harmless flirting like There is harm in flirting. There is harm. I
0: hate I hate when people use the term harmless, which usually leads to no. You're you're doing something wrong. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's just the and that goes back to the very first thing that we talked about is like having a pure heart and Mm -hmm. uh, a pure mind behind everything that you're doing and is what I'm doing with my life going to glorify God Mm -hmm. in anything and everything and I think people are like oh. I'll pray about it, but I'm going to do it my way because I didn't get the answer that I wanted. Yeah. And I think that's the world we live in right now is the, oh, I didn't really like that answer, so I'm going to do it this way yeah. and just pray for repentance afterwards. Yeah. Like, please, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and, like, of course, like, I can't, when we blatantly mess up, you mess up. Mm-hmm. But when you hear an answer or you know that the answer is and you still act on it, I think that's where the world is getting comfortable with. The world is getting comfortable with getting the no, but saying the yes. Yeah. And, like, twisting the words that we've been given. And, I don't know. I think it's it's really cool to live in the world that we live in right now because you're getting to see so much mm. um, of what God has. Pla- I mean, we live in this time for a reason. Like, God has placed us in this time. He did not put us in the 1800s yeah. for a reason. I can't imagine being a woman in that time. Yeah. Um, but
1: then now, I, th- I look at it and I'm like... I. I think now is so much harder than any time ever in history Mm -hmm. to be a Christian. I mean, we've got cell phones in our hands and, I don't know, just so much corruptness. And it's so hard to have a pure heart now yeah, because of just, I mean, TikTok, you know, and, you know, I mean, we've got half-dressed people in there. Yeah. 99% of the dances are perverted. Yeah. And we're normalizing it. Yeah. And it used to, you know, if somebody... I mean, if my grandfather, you know, saw my mom making those videos, she would've got beat with a belt. Yeah. And then her phone taken away, if they could've had phones yeah. then. And like, it, and it's just being normalized and that it's okay for, you know, a 13 year old girl to be dancing like this, you know, yeah. and portraying her body like that on on social media yeah. for, for it to get views. Yeah. And then the perverted jokes and like, I mean, that's But then they we,
0: start calling like, oh like i'm i'm it's just oh it's a whole conversation yeah
1: it is it's another Um, podcast yeah and how normal it is has become to like you know like make racist jokes or make fat people jokes or like bully people like it's like you know i i mean the best part of every tiktok and i've I've deleted tiktok because you know school just started back and i I don't want to fail (laughs) because <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll stay on it for three hours a night. But the funniest yeah. part of the TikToks, you know, the comments, right? Yeah. And they're all bullying people. Yeah. And it's, and it's like,
0: why is that normalized? Like, that is not, it's not, oh, I hate it. I I have such a love-hate relationship with social media because I think people only go on social media to be seen yeah. and to be heard. It's a highlight it's, reel. It depends on what you're talking about. It depends on, and I watched this video the other day of Sadie Robertson talking about like how we are all influencers in a way. And I think it's just how we use our influence to persuade people.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, And I think, I don't know, it's so hard because social media, I I personally love social media because I think what a beautiful thing that has been created in order for people to express who they are, no matter who they are, where yeah. they've come from, what they've done. What a beautiful thing to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. But people have taken it and twisted it and turned it into a very dark thing. And there are some dark things that you see on social media where you're just like ah like i i did not need to see this on a monday morning and i don't know i i think it's just a way of the world that you either are in it or you're not it's kind of like the quote the girls that get it get it the girls that don't don't and it's i mean (laughs) that's kind of like the world we're living in right now that's you either get it or you don't you're either in it or you're not you're either with it or you're not and it goes the same way with christian culture you're either following God or you're not. Right. And you're either putting up walls or you're not. You're either falling down to the feet of Jesus or you're not. You can't have one foot in the door and one foot out of the door. Like, you have to let go of that outside. Yeah. And I I, I, I literally can't say that I don't. Like, every single day is hard. And, like, but it's just, like, learning that surrender of, like, okay, God, like, I literally have no control over this situation. So here you go.
1: Yeah. Because I, what? We... You know, we've talked this entire podcast about culture Christianity mm-hmm. and we've rambled a lot and <laughs> we've, you know, because I feel like, I mean, our hearts are, you know, a little bit ill, a little yeah. bit angry with the people living in culture Christianity, mm-hmm. even if we do it sometimes ourselves, right. you know, you know, we are angry with it and, and it sucks. And so I feel like we would be wrong to sit here and ramble about it. And, you know, we're not judging it all, but we're just sharing our heart on it. But I feel like it would be wrong of us to sit and talk about it if we didn't, you know, provide the flip side. Yeah. What does it look like to not participate in Christianity yeah, that's so or good. culture Christianity? And like, what does it look like to have a real mm-hmm. relationship with Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, and how is it fun? Why mm-hmm. is it fun? You yeah, know?
0: Yeah, that's real. Because I know when I when I first started coming into a relationship with God it was like I mean I grew up in the church I'm so blessed to have grown up in the church and had a family that loved me and had parents I had parents that are still together and I'm so thankful for that I love my parents and I honor them so much um what a beautiful love that they have for each other and I think when I first growing up it was just a forced thing like oh you have to go be part of youth group you're going Mm -hmm. to be a part of that you're going on Wednesday nights you're going to go on Sundays and be a part of what is it it's a Sunday small group yeah um, in the morning and then we're gonna go to the service and then we're gonna go get lunch and then most of the time ours was Waffle House every single time we love Waffle House as a family and that was just our Sunday. That was our week. And on Wednesday nights, we'd go to church. We'd eat dinner. We'd see our friends. And we'd do yeah. the dang thing. And then we're there. It was just a part of our routine. Yeah. Well, then I moved away for college. And I was like, do I want to still be going to church all the time? Do I want to be a part of this sorority? And yeah. Virginia is a very – I mean, every single place is very different from Tuscaloosa. Every place has its own story. But when I was living in Virginia – I met some incredible people, Mm -hmm. and I think, at first, when I moved up there, I was, like, so in the, oh, I want to be in a sorority, I want to have the best big, I want to have the best guy, boyfriend, whatever, I want to be, I want to be that girl, like, I want to have fun, and I don't want to be held back, but what also came with that was, like, oh, I also want to be in Young Life, oh, I also want to go to church, I want to find a good church. In Richmond, and I want to find a good place to like love God. Well, I was living that double life, mm-hmm. and when I realized it was like make or break at time, I moved to Orlando, and then I was living a whole lifestyle. When you, I didn't really have time to go to church or do anything, do any, and I say I don't have time because I was making excuses. Mm-hmm. I could have woken up 30 minutes early and taken that time with God, or I could have stayed up 20 minutes later and just prayed. Yeah, and when I came back to Tuscaloosa is where I really like got introduced into what a relationship with God looks like and it's because I came to Highlands because I came to one yeah and shameless plug to one like it really will change your life but it was just so cool to see everything start falling into place and it I mean being in a relationship with God like I said earlier it's not easy and it's not all sunshine and roses I mean it's it's not it's a lot of heartbreak it's a lot of a lot of tears but it's so beautiful because you're learning who you really are and who God needs you to be and who God has planned for you to be and I think people like I said earlier people have this wrong uh, connotation of Christians but
1: you go ahead
0: I feel like I'm rambling
1: (laughs) I mean no like that's perfect Um, you know just real Christianity I mean it it is just a relationship you know with your best friend but your best friend is Jesus. Yeah. Um you know, if it if I didn't talk if you don't talk to your best friend in six months, you know, they might still be your best friend, but like, you know, there's you know You got you did, some catching up to do. Yeah, like you got some catching up to do. <laughs> people say, Oh, they're my best friend, we catch up at any time. But like, you know, your best friend, like they didn't become your best friend because y'all weren't talking. Right. They, they become your best friend because you you talk to You're walking to them through every, life together. Hey, yeah, you're walking through life together. And so uh, that's what it's all about. You know, you can you can be saved and, and not get into heaven because Jesus will say, I never knew you. Yeah. I don't know who you yeah, are. Yeah, that's good. And um, I mean, of course, there's like the people who get saved at the end of their life. And of mm-hmm. course, they're going to get let in because there's parables that, you know, tell us about that. But I'm talking about the people who get saved early on. And, and you know, they think they're good for life. Mm-hmm. They, they think they're set and they, they don't live that way. They, you know, they, they go to college and they party and then they you know they're not a leader in their household Mm -hmm. and you know they become an alcoholic and Mm -hmm. they're not a good parent they die and you know i'm i'm not one to judge and i don't know if they're getting in heaven or not but um you know jesus it says in the bible like i I will tell you if you deny me on on earth i'll deny you at the gates and so it you know what that looks like is just walking with god every single day and and loving everybody no matter their skin color no matter their beliefs no matter who they like whether it is a guy or a girl we still love them yeah and 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 with loving everybody and then judgment leaves mm-hmm. and, and we don't judge them and and people get this wrong with Holland's, like you know that we're all about numbers no Mm-mm. we're not yeah. we're about your heart and um you know, it just happens to be that a lot of people like it here. And, yeah. and I think it's because we have so many people with genuine relationships with God here that have a heart for people, uh, just a love first mentality. Yeah. And, you know, if we do love people first mm-hmm. and we don't just jump to correct them, you know, it's not our job to convict people. It, right. It's, it's Jesus's job. And so if we love first and, and we just get them in the presence of God because that's all our, our, you know, we, we bring them in. And we walk with them, and we and we get them to God's presence, and then yeah. our job is done. Yeah, and God, we let God do the convicting. You know, I, I feel like that's where a lot of people get it wrong with Christianity is they as they start jumping all over people. You're going to hell for doing this. Mm-hmm. You're wrong for doing this. You need to change your life. And mm-hmm. you know, I I think Pastor Chris said it one time. You know, he, he invited somebody in, and the dude's a raging alcoholic, and you know, vice man, he just loves on him. He's just his friend. And so, you know, and that's another thing people get wrong. You know, because they're a Christian, they're they don't love me. They're gonna judge me, and that's not true. Yeah. I love you. I've been in your situation, and and so we, we get him. He you know he gets the alcohol again. He just loves on him. The dude, first of all, I can't believe that you know somebody that's you know a Christian is loving on him. They get him in church, and he gets saved and everything, and and then he's like, well, you know, what do you think about the alcohol? And he's yeah. like, Pastor Chris is like, just keep coming to church and let God sort that out. Mm-hmm. You know, because god convicts the holy spirit convicts and when you're saved you get the holy spirit and and he convicts and god will sort all of that out in front of you yeah and so you know that that leads to another thing if you're if you're living the party life right now if you're in the bars it's okay to come here like this place is for everybody church isn't for christians yeah it's for everybody if it was just for christians it wouldn't grow
0: oh were you a passion no. Okay, so a passion. I'm gonna mess up this quote, but someone said, I can't remember. I, I want to say it was Tim Tebow who said this, but it was like, the hospital or the the church isn't a place for healthy people. It's a hospital for broken people. Yeah. And I was like, that is so good. Yeah. That's so real.
1: That's so it real. It is. And so if you are broken, if you are living that life, and you're in a bar, just come, just come to one, uh, just come to a certain a Sunday service, and and you know if if it if you're Staying away from church, out of fear, because you love the alcohol too much and you love the party life too much, come anyways, and let God sort it out with you, and let God walk through it with you and let God convict you and eventually you you will you know let go of all that stuff because you know you will realize that you know a real relationship with God isn't boring it isn't it isn't not fun it's it's really fun and and your life's a whole lot better, and anxiety goes away, and depression goes away and And your life starts getting better and things start making sense because you have a purpose and you know where you're going to be eternally.
0: Yeah. uh, Well,
1: yeah,
0: I want to read Romans 8 verses 12 through 17. It literally just came up as you were talking and it says, so then brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Because if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For he did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead he received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. And I think that just like blatantly explains everything we've talked about yeah like we are god's children before anything Mm -hmm. like he has already done he literally sent his one and only son Mm -hmm. to go through everything we're going to go
1: through and he loves us so much despite what we're doing down here
0: yeah and it's like once we culture christianity that i mean this is it you you've done it you've repented but then are you going to fall back or are you going to continue to pursue God? Yeah. And it's going to get hard. It's yeah. it's going to be hard. You're going to go through hard things. And you
1: know? you're going to realize you can't live both lives. You <laughs> yeah. can't.
0: You're going to have a mask on a lot um and it's it's not easy to have a mask on. Um
1: but nothing worth having is easy. So <laughs> yeah. it makes it a whole lot sweeter and a whole lot better at the end of the day. And I think that's why God gave us free will. Yeah. Cuz you know he 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 wants true followers and you know, it's it's hard to have faith. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to, I mean, we talked about it today. Martin Luther King said faith is taking the first step mm-hmm. down that staircase without seeing the whole staircase. And you can't see the whole staircase. Yeah. We can't see God. Yeah. Um, But you feel it. You yeah. feel his presence. And, and when you come here and experience a real relationship with him.
0: And what a beautiful uh, thing.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. What it's a beautiful
0: um, thing. But, okay, so I just realized we've been talking for an hour. I literally yeah. just looked at that. Come on. Um, but this has been a great conversation. Um, I think so. This too, has man. been a lot of fun. And I think I think everything we talked about could have been divided up into three different conversations.
1: A <laughs> couple podcasts.
0: But it's been great. And I think um, if we're not talking about it, who is? Yeah. Kind of thing, And, like, I, I said it on the first one. I don't know. It's not about how many people listen to it, it's about the one person that listens to it. Yeah. And like hears what they need to hear. And I think we continue to like grow and we continue to learn uh, ourselves and I mean I don't know I, I don't know what tomorrow holds, I don't know what this afternoon right. holds.
1: And we can't just not talk about this stuff. I yeah. mean we're not theologians, you know. We we might <laughs> Everything
0: we, in this could be wrong. Yeah, Please it don't, could don't be take wrong. This Go, as yeah, a, yeah,
1: it's not. Like I mean, <laughs> we talked laughing. about some hot topics and I'm sure you guys could educate me on it and and, yes. and make me think otherwise so yes. you know but we can't i we can't, in no way
0: endorse anything yeah I like everything i said could be wrong
1: yeah but <laughs> if we if we live with that fear then we'd never make podcasts we'd never be influencers right and this is just right. what we're trying to do is be right. influencers i'm and, in no way in saying a, that in a world right. full of people being influencers.
0: right right i i in no way and ins- say that this is 100 percent correct people i mean constructive criticism it's an opinion, like yeah. it's a full opinion
1: except for you know the fact that jesus is real oh yeah that's yeah. very much true <laughs> the
0: scripture that i read is very much scripture yeah, straight out of the bible yeah. um out of the bible but seriously like i we're just two college students trying to figure out life and yeah. figure out what it looks like to be a christian in the modern world and live in the diverse christian culture and learn how to navigate through that because it's muddy waters yeah
1: and, and there's no playbook for it no no.
0: there's well there's the bible that tells us um that is our playbook but our human playbook looks a lot different yeah and i think it's there's
1: no playbook for relationships there's no, no playbook for you know uh, you know going to the parties and going to church and stuff yeah like, and, you're so either right or you're wrong tough. yeah, yeah that's, it's not it's not you live and you learn you learn while <laughs> you, you learn while you right. live
0: yeah um, but okay, well this has been fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Hayden.
1: <laughs> Anytime
0: um, Okay, um, I'll yeah. talk S- to you guys. Sign it off.
1: Sign <laughs> <Peace. laughs>